You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Western Sydney Health Check. Thanks for joining the show. Today, we've got the pleasure of talking to Allied Health Executive Director Jacqueline Dominish. Thanks for joining the show, Jackie. Hi, Sia. How are you going? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So today um, we're going to be talking to you about your vision for Allied Health Mm -hmm. um, in Western Sydney Local Health District. We understand you have some big ideas uh, for the future with a strategic plan that we're interested in hearing about that and just about Allied Health in general for those out there who might not know what Allied Health is all about and, you know, tackling some of the misconceptions about the industry. Um, and we're also going to hear a little bit about you. Uh, mm. We understand you're a Parramatta Eels tragic, but we can't hold yeah. that against you, can we? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Even though you're a, a Dragon supporter, I won't hold that against you either. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> all right. So um, first question um, is a really, really simple one, um, but it's so important uh, for people who may not understand the industry. Mm-hmm. What is Allied Health? So I think allied health is a it's an umbrella term. It's something that they develop to group together a large number of um, individually specialised professions that were frontline clinicians, not doctors or nurses. And I think that it's a it's sort of a blessing and a curse for us in a way because it it sort of groups us all together and people think we're all the same. But actually. There's 23 professions within New South Wales Health that we govern and we employ most of them in Western Sydney. And every allied health discipline is a completely separate profession with its own degree, registration or practice standards. And I think people think, oh, can you just do an undergraduate degree and then when you finish you specialise in physio or OT or social work? And that's not how it works. So... It's a really difficult workforce to manage and professionally govern because it's so diverse and complex and it's also um, on the plus side incredibly rich and talented and has so much to offer and I think because it becomes complicated and people find it difficult to dig into it, they kind of just push it to the side and go, oh, it's a bit too complicated and they just, you know, tend to focus on medicine and nursing because it's a bit more um, homogenous in terms of the um, foundations and where those professions have come from, even though, you know, nursing is obviously a really large workforce. But in New South Wales Health, the allied health workforce is about the same size as medicine. So we're not small, but um, we're just different and, and you know, incredibly talented. And, and it's my has been my mission for the last 10 years to really try and show that value and contribution that each of these professions can, you know, add to patient care in the system. So what types of professions are we talking about here and how big is our workforce at Western Sydney Local Health District? So in Western Sydney, we have 1,355 allied health staff across... almost the whole 23 professions and they, they work across the entire continuum of care. So everywhere from ICU, emergency, wards, outpatients, mental health, drug health, community health, domestic violence, the whole lot. Um, and some professions work more in, mother, more in some areas than others. Um, but 
the types of professions we're talking about are social workers, physiotherapists, orthoptists. The orthoptists here at Westmead do an absolute booming number of occasions of service every week. They're absolutely smashed. Um, there's a huge demand for the eye clinic here and they play a really cr- critical role in that. Our podiatrists, we have a really high incidence of diabetes and diabetic foot disease. And again, they're really big, um, I suppose, income earners from an activity perspective for the district in producing that outpatient um, activity and they have a huge role to play in reducing the number of amputations that we undertake and admissions of people um, because of diabetic foot disease. So, you know, we also have radiographers. They have to keep the hospital going 24-7. The pharmacists, we cannot operate without pharmacists. Um, And, of course, our physiotherapists and occupational therapists and speech pathologists, which have a role across the entire continuum of care, specialising in everything from intensive care, emergency, cardiothoracics, neuro, um, neurology, rehab, brain injury, like everywhere. So um, the physios here, you know, really experts in things like neurosurgery, prevention, um, cystic fibrosis. Um, we have a, a really talented workforce here in Western Sydney and I've been incredibly impressed um, coming in as the district director as to what people have to offer. We also have a really critical role to play with a lot of our vulnerable populations and this has been one of the focuses of the strategic plan plan. Um, So, for example, drug health, um, see huge numbers of patients in counselling and psychology that have sort of lifelong um, chronic addictions. And and a lot of those those patients have multiple health issues and social issues that present to the EDs. Um, A lot of our emergency department staff will will come into contact with um, some of these patients on a daily basis. And, And I think one of the strengths of allied health is that we are really good at working together and we're good at dealing with really complicated problems um, that sometimes seem unachievable and insurmountable, but that's actually our strength. And, um, you know, we're not perfect like anyone else, but certainly that really strong can-do attitude and the focus of getting the best outcome from the patient and and often, um, you know, patients can come to harm in our facilities if they have risk factors or they're vulnerable or people who have have um, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, mental illness, disability, when they step foot in the acute facilities can actually be at much higher risk of harm just because of those other factors, not because of the reason that's brought them into hospital. And that's something that particularly our social workers, OTs and physios are really good at, at managing in collaboration with our medical and nursing colleagues. Wow. Um huge workforce, huge portfolio. And once you start scratching under the surface, Mm. you just see just what an impact, you know, is being made to the community. Um, I want to hear about you now. Mm. Um, What made you get into allied health? What was the moment that, um, you know, made you realise that you were interested in this space? Well, I suppose it's one of those things as a, a kid in high school, you're trying to work out where you fit and what you want to do. And and I originally desperately wanted to be a physiotherapist and I um, played a lot of sport, 
but I also had a lot of injuries and I spent a lot of time down at the local physio getting my ankles fixed and rehabilitated and I mean he was quite cute as well so that that wasn't a bad thing but um you know as a young teenager I thought oh I could do this this would be great and then one of my friends sisters who was older than me who was desperate to get into uni was always talking about OT or occupational therapy and I was like what's that like what's occupational therapy and um so occupational therapists are people that um support and rehabilitate people after accident, injury or illness. And we focus on the functional impacts and the holistic um, environment that people operate in. So anything that impacts on cognitive function, um, physical function, mobility, ability to do activities of daily living like wash, dress, drive a car, everything that you and I take for granted every day, getting out of bed, you know, brushing our teeth, to going to work, to dancing, to drinking, whatever, you know, floats your boat. Um, So for me, when I started to hear about that, I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I witnessed a a really tragic um, accident of a very close friend who was a rugby league player. I spent a lot of time watching rugby league in my youth. And and this guy was playing um, a game of football at Manly um, at Brookie Oval and went down to um, grab a tackle and hit someone's knee with his head and ended up being a quadriplegic. And that was when I was 15 years old. So... I then, me and some friends, supported him um, through his journey through um, Royal North Shore and then um, Royal Rehab Centre and saw the impact of the injury but also what the OT did to help this guy who was a young, fit, amazing person who had to come to terms with the fact he was now quadriplegic work out how he was going to live his life. Um, So everything from, you know, going to the toilet on his own to um, getting in and out of a wheelchair to be able to eventually go home and drive a car. And he's now, we lost touch, but he ended up in the um, Australian Paralympic team. He's married, he's got two children and, you know, amazingly has gone on to have a pretty amazing life. And I think for me that really cemented my absolute desperation to become an OT. And had I not been able to get in, I wasn't really sure what else I was going to do. So that's that's where I came from in my journey. Wow, a few goosebumpy moments yeah. there. Yeah. Really impressive um, and a really nice story and, um, you know, great for staff to hear and, and hopefully staff, um, you know, share that same passion as you. Mm. And um, we know that you've released a, a strategic plan um, that's now being uh, circulated and we'll include a link to that plan in the show notes for mm. people to have a look at. Um, but, you know, with, with all of your experience in Allied Health and as an executive director now, what what are you trying to achieve in the role? I think um, certainly coming into Western Sydney, you know, to be frank, there was a lot of challenges here that... Um, you know, really hit me quite hard. And, and I've, you know, prior to coming into this role, I have worked at a state level for about eight years um, in the Health Education and Training Institute and also the ministry. So I had a good 
sense of what was going on across the state. And I think um, we've certainly had a few challenges here in our structure in ensuring we've got solid leadership and support for our heads of departments and also a real focus on making sure allied health can really contribute, is involved in conversations and at the table. And, and we're kind of like, hey, guys, we're here. Like, we actually do have solutions to problems. You just got to talk to us. It doesn't cost you any extra money. It's not that difficult. Um, and I think that's one of the things with my role and also hopefully um, one of my biggest priorities is strengthening that operational and professional governance. Um, we've got a few extra positions in senior leadership roles in the hospitals now, which will be supporting the general managers. And I think one of the, the critical things with the leadership of allied health, because we're so complicated and fragmented and different, like a podiatrist is completely different to a social worker. You can't, you know, be expert in everything, but you've also got to be across enough stuff that you know, if the chief executive comes to me or the general manager goes to um, one of my colleagues, Ian um, uh, Starkey or Bobby Haneo or Urego, that we're the broker of that complex information. So we go, yep, give us the information. We'll go digest it, get the information that you need and, and the solution and come back to you. And that's the beauty of having that strong leadership across multiple professions is that you've got someone with the expertise that can sort the problem out and get back to you with a solution. Um, and equally, I'm really keen to make sure that our managers and heads of departments feel well supported and can actually manage these complex challenges that we've got with our culture, with ensuring people are empowered and feel that they can perform at their best. And I've seen, you know, we've got lots of latent talent, as I said before, um, having someone to really drive that performance and, and make you want to be better and to produce really good outcomes for the district. That's certainly what I'm looking for is to harness that can-do attitude that I know is there amongst the allied health staff. And I would really ask our colleagues in medicine and nursing to also reach out and, and to embrace that with our staff, like we're here to work with you and alongside you and um, and to help get the best outcomes for our patients. So so you talked a little bit about solutions that can be found if, you know, staff around the organisation approach the team. Um, do you have any examples of solutions that have been found thanks to that collaboration? So there's, there's one that we're about to try, um, well, there's a couple, but there's one we're about to try in the emergency departments at Westmead and Blacktown. So we did get a bit of funding from the ministry this year, um, mainly from for COVID, and we've been creative and thought, let's try something and really have a crack and see what we can do. So we're getting ready to put in... Um, two multidisciplinary allied health teams, one at Westmead, one at Blacktown, to support our medical and nursing staff with hospital avoidance, prevention of admission, um, fast-tracking the assessment and treatment and discharge of people from emergency. And I know emergency departments are always, you know, hot topics. They're something we obviously struggle with on a week-to-week -week basis. We've got a huge population with lots of complicated needs. And um, I think just looking at, well, what are the challenges? How can we sort of step into this space? and have a go and, um, and you know, sort of solve some of these issues. So that hopefully will kick off in September. We're recruiting at the moment and, and hopefully we'll get better outcomes for patients, improve performance and support our medical and nursing staff in that environment. Wow, that sounds like a really great collaboration. Um, 
I wanted to talk to you about COVID-19 because mm. I think Allied Health has come out to be one of the heroes in the pandemic, um, particularly in ICU um, and social work, but I'm mm. sure there are other areas. Can mm. you tell me a little bit about um, your department's contribution to the pandemic? Yeah, so I think it, it was a really interesting experience to go through in that um you know, once we got over the initial shock, really kind of looking at, right, what's our role here? Um, what are the capabilities that we've got within our workforce that we can um, exploit or promote in a way, get our workforce ready to surge in areas if we need to? So certainly our social workers in ICU who are already there and in ED and the community were really pumped and um, their activity increased pretty significantly in supporting patients and carers and obviously the staff in those clinical areas. But also we did a lot of work to get our physiotherapy workforce ready um, to be able to go in and work in new models of care. I mean, they already work in ICU, but we identified 34 physios that went through the um, Australian Physiotherapy Association critical care, intensive care um, program. And so that we would be able to step in and support the intensivists and the nursing staff um, if we got that massive surge. Um, and so they were two kind of key pieces of, of work um, that we focused on. But in also the, and a lot of our staff undertook some basic training in um, different clinical skills so they could also be ready to be redeployed areas if required. But I think for me, the thing that was, that made me really proud and what we, our critical role was, was to keep things steady and to keep things business as usual going Um to see our patients in community, prevent admission, see people in the outpatient space, quickly change our models of care. Like drug health, for example, they did an amazing job, a really complex and vulnerable population. They switched everything online really quickly. Their activity stayed the same, if not increased. And that's when we saw lots of beds closing in the hospital and activity decreasing. The allied health workforce actually maintained their activity through that time. And the thing that drives us, so the physios and OT and speech pathologists and social workers is the complexity of the patients and the intensity of the intervention that they need. It's Yes, it's dependent on beds in some cases, but really it's about the complexity of what that patient requires. And, and if you get that equation of intensity of intervention and the complexity right, then that's when you get the patient flow through the hospital. Um, and, and certainly... That I was very proud that our staff just kept steady, stayed calm, were there to support their colleagues in medical and nursing, but remained very focused on the chronic and complex population and ensuring that we didn't end up with a secondary crisis. So well done, everyone. Really proud of you. Very, very impressive. Um, and it sounds like the team was, you know, very agile and, and responsive, but, you know, it still was quite a different way of working with, you know, a bit of pressure. Mm. Um are there any ways staff would lean on each other for support um, during a stressful time? Yeah, so certainly um, the very quickly concocted Allied Health Executive Group, which is now a little bit more stable, um, we certainly checked in with each other really regularly and leaned on each other for support. But certainly the staff did some great things um, like speech pathology at Westmead. They were doing doorway lunches and um, chatting to each other and doing trivia, like sitting in their doorway so they were socially distanced in the corridor but chatting to each other and and doing trivia with each other. The social workers were doing sort of pop quizzes and wellbeing little slogans coming out. And then at Blacktown they had, you know, they were dancing around the office and doing, um, you know, 
I can't remember, it was Dare Day, they came in different clothes to work. So there was lots of, and I'm sure there's lots more that I'm not aware of, but there was a lot of really strong focus on trying to improve wellbeing. And we really engaged the wellbeing warriors or the wellbeing team to come and meet with the managers um, to keep people steady and make sure that, that everyone was okay. So, you know, that was a really good thing as well. Well, it sounds like there's some really exciting work um, going on in Allied Health and it sounds like a new era for Allied Health in Western Sydney Local Health District under your leadership and I'm very excited to see what's around the corner. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Allied Health workforce of Western Sydney LHD? I'd just like to say that, you know, I'm incredibly proud of you all and excited about what we can achieve together over the next couple of years. I've seen and heard about people's talent and capability. Um, We also need to be courageous and tackle, um, you know, hard and difficult problems and be confident to disinvest in things that don't work and focus on evidence-based decision-making, make sure that the services we provide is what the people need um, and that we come together and support each other and promote a positive culture and I'm here, I've got you back, I'm building it back up from the ground um, and you guys are a really important part of that journey and I think, you know, in a little bit we'll be flying. Well, watch out world, Allied Health is coming for you. Now that brings us to the end of this episode of Western Sydney Health Check. Thanks for joining us, Jackie. Thanks, Sia. Please go ahead and check out the show notes to get a link to the Allied Health Strategic Plan or you can check out thepulse.org.au for more information about today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Chat to you next time. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.